then you can start to realize there's ways you can shift and get your mind, body, spirit aligned because you want to find that alignment where you are on your path, that thing that calls you in life. And I think that's where we get that state of peace more is when we're following what is the true calling of ourselves. What does true wellness mean to you? I'm Claudia Cometa, and that is the question I will be leading with in the Minding Wellness podcast. Each and every week, I will bring you experts who will share their personal wellness journeys and their insights into what it means to mind our wellness. Health is a state of body. Wellness is a state of being. Let's dive into improving our state of being. This week on the Minding Wellness Podcast, I am thrilled to bring you Pam Barsh. She is a medium, intuitive healer, energy coach, writer, and a messenger of love with training in chakra and crystal healing. She completed a master's in psychology with a focus on mind, body, spirit, wellness. Pam awoke to her spiritual path while recovering from a serious illness, and during her healing journey, she began to communicate to angels and spirits to learn about healing through love energy. She helps others to identify and remove energy blocks, find a place of balance and peace, and awaken to their path in life. Her belief is that everyone has the innate ability to heal through the power of love. Now, I know to those of you who might be more scientific, analytical minds, which is what my mind tends to be, This may sound a little woo already, and you may be tuning out, or you might be mildly curious and still tuning in, which is what I hope. But what I want to encourage you to do is listen with an open mind and an open heart, and at least remain curious that there may be forces outside of the realm that we can tangibly touch, feel, see, hear, etc. I think that Pam brings this in a very accessible way to all of us, those of us who are more of the scientific analytical brains and also those who maybe have more experience with the spiritual realm and journey. So I believe that you will gain value no matter what level you're at And I am hopeful that you will find this valuable in your wellness journey. Enjoy. All right. Super excited to bring on Pam Barsh to the episode today. And you will notice that her last name is spelled B-A-R-O-S-H, but we have just confirmed that I have pronounced that right, even though it looks like it's wrong. So I just want to, I'm always really particular about making sure that I get names right because uh, my my maiden name was so difficult to pronounce that I've been there, done that. So thank you so much for coming on, Pam. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on today. Yeah, I'm really excited to dive in. I know that your insights are going to be so valuable and I'm really excited to learn more about your journey. So let's, before we dive into the journey, let's um, go through the question that I ask all of my guests, which is what does true wellness mean to you? Well, I thought about this a little bit and, you know, it probably would have been different years ago. I probably would have saw wellness as just you know, nutrition and exercise and, you know, caring for your physical body more. And now as I've opened up and awakened to other realms, I've realized that it's a lot of different things. So it's a lot of spirit connections too. 
and how you are like listening to yourself, your intuition. And so for me, it's being aware in the present moment and kind of knowing where you are at that time. Like, what do you need that day to feel that sense of peace and wellness? So it may vary day to day. It's not always the same. It's something that's always changing. And I think that's what helps people to really find it. Because if you're always staying in the same energy and you're not listening to yourself, that's where you start to feel like you have different emotions like depression or you have physical ailments that you can't explain. But listening and slowing down more and getting more in touch with your spiritual side, the spirit essence of who you are, really brings you to your true place of healing and wellness. Mm, I so resonate with that. I would say my five year ago self would have um, probably been in the space you were, which was that you felt differently years ago. And I think that too often we equate wellness with doing a whole lot, like doing more exercise, doing more things. And we often don't give ourselves the space to say, no, wellness can sometimes just be and should maybe be quieting down and being more intuitive and inquisitive. So really appreciate that. All right, let's go ahead and dive into your journey, kind of how intuition showed up in your life as a child and what led you to the work that you do today. Well, when I was younger, I think I always had a sense of knowing about things. And a lot of times I would have family members ask me questions randomly about all kinds of things. And I guess I didn't think about it at the time. I just thought, well, you know, I'm pretty smart or everybody does that. It just didn't really clue into me that I was using my intuition. And I didn't really understand that I had gifts to communicate to spirits at that time either. But I was somehow tapping into that world. And I remember one of the first times when I was younger, that I learned that I could connect to spirits was when my grandfather had passed away. And after he um, was on the other side, I didn't really know that much about that part of, you know, the death experience in heaven and all those things. I'd never been taught a lot about that. So it was just a time for me to feel like, well, how can I connect to him? Like, where is the communication? What is the feeling? How do I know he's still there? And, and how do we get that sense of peace again? And so as I was asking that question to myself and trying to feel him in some way, <clears throat> I began to have dreams that were very vivid. And he would come in my dreams and communicate to me and he'd tell me different things. And, and I would take those messages back to my family. So they would get information about stuff that he was saying. And one of the first things he showed me was when I asked him, are you okay? He showed me a coin and on the coin it said, I'm okay. Wow. So I thought that was really interesting how that came across and it was a very energetic feeling. Like it definitely felt like it was on the other side. It wasn't something that was of a physical vibration. And so that was the first experience I had when I was younger. And then it kind of went away for a while. I didn't really tap into it for many years. I went on with other things in my life. I got married. I had kids. I went into different careers um, that were more traditional I didn't really do a lot of meditations and things like that. So I wasn't in that awareness at all. And I was really kind of not listening to myself, just getting through life, you know, stressing myself out, all those things that happen when we're not paying attention and slowing down enough. So after I went through that experience of 
around in my um, 40s, I had an experience where I was ill really badly all of a sudden, just seriously ill overnight. Um, nobody could find out what was wrong with me. I was just not able to function. I could barely walk. I had um, a lot of neurological symptoms and I had trouble with my heart as well. So I was bedridden for a while. <clears throat> and during that time, that's when I started to connect again because I was slowed down. I was not in my regular routine and I really didn't have any other way to reach out to anything. So my way of getting through it and trying to find a way to heal on my own was just to reach out to that spiritual connection to see what there was. So it was at that time that I began to speak to angels and spirits and have it be more of a, I guess, prominent energy. It was more like I could hear it rather than just feel it. And it, it was just growing and growing every day. It seemed like it went more and more and expanded more. And so it was kind of interesting that I went from, you know, not really hearing at all, honestly, to hearing conversations. And I'm like, well, is this real? <laughs> you know, that's the first thing you think about. Is this really happening? And I knew it wasn't coming from me because the way it was coming through, they were very loving messages that were so like amplified and just inspiring that I just felt like there was no way that I could create all of this stuff. So during that time, that's what inspired me to, you know, go through the healing process for myself and try to get to where I could function again. But also how can I bring that to other people, you know, through my writings or whatever I'm called to do now, what am I going to do to get out there and talk about this to show that you can heal through, you know, using that connection and understanding that you are light. You're not just a physical body. And if you can understand that your light is a frequency, your energy, then you can start to realize there's ways you can shift and get your mind, body, spirit aligned. Because you want to find that alignment where you are on your path, that thing that calls you in life. And I think that's where we get that state of peace more is when we're following what is the true calling of ourselves. Mm, a really interesting, um, you know, what stands out from your story, there's a lot that stands out, but what, what really stands out for me is that you were, you know, you felt connected to spirit, you felt that intuition, that connection, then you sort of lost it as you went on your own, maybe self-directed path. And then you came back to it at a point when that seemed like the only really option for you. So my, my, curiosity is, do you feel like, and as you're working with others, is, is this connectivity to spirit or this, this intuitive realm, is that available to, would you, would you say it's available to most, if not all of us, um, if we are open to it since you kind of lost it and gained it back? Or do you feel that some people are just innately more able to connect to that realm? I think we all have the abilities to connect. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I think if a person really were to take time to listen to it, and it, it, a lot of it has to do with how open we are to it. Some people are scared of that connection or they're just not sure they don't trust it. Sometimes when we don't believe something, then it becomes true. So if we think we can't connect, you know, we could say, okay, I'm not clairvoyant, I don't see spirits. Well, if you say you're not clairvoyant, you're not going to see anything. So it just depends on whether you're open to it and gradually it can come in. So at first they work with me 
to get used to the idea of it and you know to trust what was coming through it was a very gradual process of learning certain skills within that so i think for the person that just wants to use it every day and maybe not for you know a career path if they're just going to tap into their own intuition and what's coming through to spirit from spirit and you know to this world i would say that they just go with what feels comfortable and you know what they need from it so if they just want to feel like they have that feeling that they're connecting to their loved ones in some way and receiving signs and, and whatnot then that may be the way they connect so it just depends on the person but i feel like everybody can connect and even tap into these abilities even more i think some people develop them more because they have focused on it more so they practiced it more they focused on it and that's why it has expanded in them and there's people here also that have come to the earth to follow this mission if you will like they're going to be the leaders the teachers you know the people that are going to stand in front of others to teach things that will help people learn how to do these things so some people will go into it more they'll develop those skills more because that's what they are called here to do so i think it just depends on what your path in life is and what your interests are okay thank you for sharing that I really it's interesting to me because i used to be the the person and maybe some of our listeners might resonate with this but i used to be the person that you know didn't believe in any of that i thought it was all woo woo um i, I was it sounded very easy to make all of that up so without any tangible proof you know i was just always that mindset of unless i can touch it taste it feel it unless i can put my senses on it i can't i don't understand it but yet you know, I, I grew up in a religious background and I had faith in a God that I can't physically see, you know, so I, I, it was an interesting thing for me to start to open up to this, um, and, and to just to have an open mind, cause I was very, very close minded before. So I'm curious as we kind of just dive more into your story, when you reconnected, you were at a point of pretty serious and severe illness. How do you feel like that connectivity, that reconnection helped in your healing process and how do you now utilize that in the healing benefits for others for your clients for people that you help well one thing i want to point out is you brought up the point of being more analytical and not always being open to these things and that is one of the things that stood out to me that i was i was in that way before i was very analytical and i was into you know science and medicine and those kinds of things and i think that is what kind of drew me towards having this illness is because I was not listening to the other part of my brain or my spirit. I was kind of just going into the logical phase of everything. So what this did is when I opened up, it helped me to reach into that part of my brain, you know, go more into the right brain or to bring in more of the sense of spirit and then I'm not just a body. So that's where the healing started to come in is integrating everything. You know, knowing that we're mind, body, spirit, that there's all these different elements that go into it. And also really understanding that our thoughts and emotions create a lot of things. And so if you have a lot of thoughts of things that maybe have gone wrong and you keep repeating those things over and over through your thinking, it can create a path where you kind of get stuck in that energy. And then it's hard to get out of it, but you, do feel the physical effects of that so that's where it's tough because you're feeling the physical effects of these thoughts that have happened within you and you're still pushing it towards the direction of that illness by having the thoughts but then how do you get out of it 
for me, I had to really focus on, okay, even if I'm not feeling good that day, let me create positive thoughts anyway, because maybe it's going to take time. Maybe it's not going to happen right away. So it took me, you know, like say 30 days before I would see the effects of something like that, if, it's a, if it was a physical connection. And then the next, you know, month, something else would improve within my physical ailment. So it was like, I kept seeing things improve over time. It wasn't right away. It took me about a year to actually recover completely. So I think we're sometimes impatient with our healing or the process of what that is. And we also need to dive into our emotions at times to feel not only the things that maybe have hurt us in the past, you know, something we're carrying through, but also maybe how does that feeling of being in that state of illness, what does that do to us? What, what are our emotions at that time? Because it's a feeling of, you know, who am I? And why am I here? And what does this all mean? And why is this happening to me? And so sometimes I think when you have a big turning point in your life like that, where something big happens, it's like an illness or, you know, a death in the family, just something happens. I think that's when we learn the most and begin to look at ourselves very clearly. We can really see who we are beyond our physical state, that we're here for certain things. Like there's things that we're drawn to. There's you know, missions that we have, there's ways that we can help each other more. So for me, it was, you know, learning about the mind, body, spirit integration. And then if I'm working with someone, I'm always thinking about what is going to be the most helpful to them. And I use spirit as that avenue. I ask spirit, okay, what is the thing that I need to say to them the most? What is the method that will work with them the best? I always look at each person as an individual. I look at them at the soul level and I see them as a soul and I speak to them that way. So that way we can kind of remove, you know, all of the physical um, parts of our world and we don't have anything else that's kind of blocking us or creating reasons why we can't heal. We just basically go at the soul level and say, okay, what is really going on? You know, what is it that that's going to bring you, happiness again what is it that you really feel a calling towards in life and i find that a lot of people are holding themselves back like they're really wanting to do certain things and they're just not listening to it they're questioning it a lot because the mind wants to question everything the mind wants to figure things out and it wants to be analytical and the more we go into analytical the harder it is to follow the true thing and i i firmly believe if you can connect your mind and your heart together in your decisions then you'll find the right path, but it's just a matter of letting both of those come together. Mm. Yeah. I think that those are all really good points. What um, also stands out for me, you know, being in the, in the traditional healthcare profession for so many years and now being more of a patient advocate, but, you know, we talked about how it took you a year to recover completely and how impatient we can be. And I completely understand that because the minute that we, any of us are ill, we we want, a pretty immediate fix if it's possible. And if it's not possible to be immediate, we're, I mean, we're at least looking for, you know, maybe a week or two antibiotic treatment, or I mean, we're looking for something relatively quickly. I don't think most of us would be okay if we went into a physician's office with XYZ ailment and they said, okay, can you give me a year? Um, you know, we would probably be seeking a second opinion. But what I'm hearing from you and, and completely understanding is, 
although it took a while, it was a much healthier, more connective, intuitive, and sustainable approach because instead of it being like a medication that then caused its own issues and then caused more complications, your approach to healing was getting more deep into the spiritual mind-body-soul connection and um, and in that way, that approach, while it takes longer, is much more sustainable. So is that, does that sound like? A yeah, problem? it's, it's something that I realized within that year is that, you know, if I had not had that time, let's say I had healed sooner. I think what would have happened is I would have jumped back into the things I used to do before that, that weren't working for me. And this caused me to pause longer and it made me really look at myself and say, well, what do you want to do with your life? And what's interesting is when I was on, you know, bed rest and at the very beginning part of it, I was really, really ill and my heart kept having problems and I literally almost died. Okay. And so when that happened and I saw angels, I had one thought and the only thing that came to me was I need to write books for other people. So, cause I always wanted to be a writer, but I never really sat down to listen to that calling. And so that's for me, the thing that helped me to continue to heal is to know that that's why that happened to me. It was to kind of awaken me to remember that that's why I was here. I was here to write, to help people heal through my writing and, and speaking as well, that writing was a big part of it. And so that was the first thing that helped me to tether myself to the earth rather than to go to the other side, because I could have left, but I didn't. I stayed here to do this thing, to write all these books. And then during the process, as I started to write and journal, I realized that my healing was also in the writing. Every time I write, and even when I'm speaking or working with a client, every time I do that, I feel like I'm healing more because it's bringing me to a place of who I am and what brings me joy. And I want to help people. So if I was doing a job that was not like that, it was, it would kind of throw me off. And a lot of times when people are not in jobs that are feeling that it's a true resonance of who they are, they will have problems with their heart because your heart energy is just not in it. It's like people say, my heart's not in it. You know, I'm not passionate about it. And that is true. If you follow something that's not really your calling, you'll start to feel ailments and you'll be tired and all these different things. So for me, there was a lot of different points, but I'm very, you know, um, appreciative of having that time. And I think what it taught me a lot about also is when I slowed down and I was doing meditations, I realized that there's a lot of slower way, slower ways of doing things in life. We don't always have to be rushed about everything. And, you know, being in that slower pace allowed me to realize that I wasn't breathing very deeply either. Like I was in that state of rushing so much that I wasn't taking a deep breath. And you realize that when you have to go into that place where you're not able to do your usual things, just think about if you're just ill in general and you were sick, say for like a week or something, even that is enough time for you to sit there and go, oh, wait, I need to take care of myself. I need to, you know, notice things better and see if there's things I can do to heal. Well, for me, I did it for such a long time. It made me realize how much more there was that I could do, you know, even for any kind of illness or chronic illness or anything that would come up. I learned how I could take time and just if I feel anything, 
whether it's emotional, mental, physical, I can always go back to that place, you know, do, whether it's doing a meditation, walking outside or writing or whatever. And that's where I'm in touch with my spirit. That's where I can heal. Really interesting insights into the healing process of even following our purpose. I think that people feel like that's maybe a luxury or, you know, an option for other people, but not for me. And, but the fact that you even felt it and see it. And I I think so too, I'm, I'm completely on board with that, that it actually is a has healing properties, just, you know, aligning with that and how, harsh it is on mind, body, and soul to be misaligned and to not follow that. Just really um, interesting how you, how you put that. I think that that's, there's a lot of truth to that. And we often don't even feel like that's an option. Like that's a luxury other people have, but not us. So really interesting. Let's, um, I, you know, I know that there's going to be some listeners who maybe are curious, maybe this is interesting to them, maybe um, want sort of a tangible example. So could you walk us through, um, you walked us through very eloquently how it looked like in your own life. Can you walk us through what it might look like for a client who comes to you? So kind of starting with what they might be coming to you with, you know, the, the question, the mm-hmm. concern, what, how they would find you, what they're looking for, and then how you walk them through what, what working with you looks like, and then what might be the transformation on the other end. Okay. Well, one of the things that I do initially is I just kind of pick up on the energy vibration of the person and, you know, what their environment is like. So I get a sense of that at first. And then also I tend to tap into their aura and their chakras as far as different color frequencies that I see within them. So that helps me to see, is there a certain part of their physical or mental or emotional bodies that are maybe having issues or blocks or even it'll show me interesting things. It'll show me things like what their purpose is, like what they're good at. I can see different colors that give me that information. So that helps me just to get an overview. And of course, I also get messages from spirit to help me, to guide me. They may say, okay, this person needs to go outside and exercise, or they need to get grounded, or they really should be doing something else for their job or whatever, they'll try to give them even tips for their business. It literally could be anything. So when I first initially get that information, I'm working with them just to give them an overview of what I've picked up on and what I'm seeing. And then from there, it's kind of customized to whatever maybe they, whatever they're needing. Like if they're in the middle of maybe changing jobs or not sure what to do, then we're going to focus more that way. And so I have to decide, well, does that client need to focus more on intentions because they've been kind of holding themselves back and not, you know, talking to themselves in the right way. And maybe it's just a simple thing, like a simple little switch to kind of awaken them to that. And I do find with clients, a lot of times, one little thing is all it takes. And the quicker you get to that point of them kind of hearing themselves. So it's almost like they're, they're giving themselves permission to hear what is within them so they know what to do. And so I'm just kind of the conduit that, you know, that's bringing that forward so they can see themselves and see what is right. And it's like I'm giving them that validation that they can go ahead and do these things. So that's a lot of what happens is they will shift rather quickly with really not much of an intervention at all on my part. I simply bring in information 
and I help them in different ways. I can give them, you know, tips on, you know, energy things like how they can work with their chakras and clear out the chakras more and, and bring in more healing there. I can work with them on more physical things. Like if they need to actually do stuff with essential oils or go for a walk or do a certain type of exercise, or maybe it's something else. Maybe I can see that it's something connected to a relationship or their environment, you know, and maybe they're not getting much sleep and that's affecting them. There's a lot of things that go into it. So it really varies a lot. But my main approach is focusing on energy. And I usually refer to it as love energy because that's where we're wanting to feed ourselves and fill ourselves first with love before we can do that towards others. So if they're feeling depleted in some way or they're confused in their life, sometimes it's because they're not taking time to take care of themselves. So the main thing is focusing on the energy first and, you know, looking at the chakras and all of that. And then after that, it's more about the mind aspect of it because we are in our society where we are very much overthinkers all of the time and everything is so analytical and there's a lot of technology that we're distracted by. And so all of those things can create a lot of stress and a lot of overthinking and worrying about things and fear. And so I do a lot of work with that as well, where we're, we'll work on different techniques for that. It just depends on what works for that person because some people like to do it themselves more and some people want to get more from me first before they can do more of this stuff. So it just depends on the person and what their lifestyle is like. I like to tailor it so it actually works and it's practical. So I might say, well, if you can't do a meditation that's 30 minutes, then why don't you just do a shorter one that's like five or 10 minutes and break it up during the day or you know whatever you can do or just breathe. Like if you're sitting at your desk and you're at work and you're stressed out, become more aware of when you're feeling that way and take some time to just sit there and breathe and close your eyes. And maybe imagine that you're connected to the earth and you're experiencing something different than what's in your immediate environment. And just taking those times to do those things and taking time to do things for ourselves, whatever that is, everybody has a different sense of what makes them happy. They might have a particular hobby or they want to be, you know, doing something outside that that makes them feel more relaxed. So it just depends on the person. But I really focus on tailoring it to them and just working through the process of the mind, body, spirit to see how can we interconnect them all and help them to understand that when they bring them back together as one, they will feel more confident on the choices they, they're making and the, you know, the ability to find their true path in life. Really interesting. And this next question is going to show my sheer ignorance, but I'm completely okay with that. <laughs> when, mm-hmm. when you were receiving these messages, the, the colors re, kind of relating to energies and purposes, uh, I would just love to know how, how this um, comes to you. So, our, mm-hmm. um, and again, this is complete, this is, this is me not understanding any of this, but being really honestly, genuous, genuinely curious. How do the messages come to you and would you say that that everybody who's intuitive kind of receives them in different ways or are there sort of similarities so I I don't know how how else to ask that but it's yeah that's a good question yeah 
Um, well, with intuitive senses, we have different senses. Obviously, we have ways that we see, hear, feel, think. So these are called things like claircognizance, which is thinking, clairsentience, which is feeling, clairvoyance, which is seeing, and then clairaudience, which is hearing. Now, everybody has all of the senses, but some people will focus more on one than the other. And so for me, I do get them in different ways. When I'm saying I'm seeing the colors of the chakras, what I'm saying is I'm seeing them in my mind's eye, meaning I'm not seeing them right in front of me visually in the physical world. I'm just imagining, as you're using your imagination and you're creating what something would look like. We do this all the time where we're trying to picture something. Like if somebody tells you a word, like they say, for instance, if they say an elephant, and then you start to create what that image is in your head, right? And what color it is. Well, this is the same way. If I start to focus on somebody's energy, I'll start to create colors in my head, and, then I'm, and I'm getting an impression. Like I see a certain color in their head. I see a certain color in their heart, and I'll see it throughout their entire body. <clears throat> so I just allow that to flow through. It's, it's not, it's one of these things where it's not analytical at all. You really have to let go to receive it. It's so right brain that sometimes people may struggle with trying to do it, but I'm used to it because I've been doing this for a while and I, and I learned how to just let go. So when things are coming through, if I get the sense that I'm getting a word, a song, a name, um, a color, a, you know, it could be a sense of smell of something, whatever it is, I just let it be that that is part of what I'm supposed to bring in. I don't question it. I don't try to figure it out too much. I just go with whatever it is. So the colors I'm seeing in my mind's eye more than anything. And then I also receive, as far as hearing, that's clear audience where I'm hearing spirits and angels speak to me. And it's very hard to explain what this is like if someone hasn't experienced it. I mean, it has some similarities to the way that we hear our inner voice in a way. The only difference is that it's not ourselves talking to us, it's someone else. So it's like hearing like a faint radio station playing or talking to you or something like that. But it's in your hearing, you're definitely hearing something. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's coming from the room, it seems like it's coming from within your consciousness, which is completely different sense. Now, sometimes people do hear things that are in the room that are spirits, those are different types of sounds that will come through and they don't always come through that way. Those are not usually picked up on as much. Usually if someone hears something like that, it's because they're very, very sensitive with their hearing. But frequencies, energy frequencies is what allows us to go into these realms and connect to these different things. So if I wanna go and listen to angels speaking to me, then I have to what I call raise my vibration. So that means I have to be in a good place and be able to raise my frequency enough to hear them. So if I'm having a hard day for some reason, maybe I was driving in traffic and stressed out, it might be harder for me to connect and really hear them clearly. So I have to take time to breathe and meditate and do different things to get into that level. It's not always there present 24 hours a day. I think people can develop these skills more. It's not something that's like I'm a superhero because I'm doing this. I mean, I think it's just a matter of whether you would like to learn how to do it or not. And once you focus on and ask 
for help, you know, ask for spirit to come in and work with you, it does gradually open you up more to it. Not everybody's going to have the same exact ways that they focus on these senses. Some people might see more, some people might hear more, some people might be more feelers. It doesn't really matter which way it comes through. It's just knowing that which one is the right way for you to interpret the information. So I think sometimes with um, mediums, they will look at other mediums and say, well, I wish I could do what they're doing, you know, because they get messages a certain way. But I think we need to focus on well, what are our real gifts and what do we have within us that we can work with first and bring that out more and just hone that skill before you go and try to do all of the things. So I think I would just say focus on, you know, where you feel you are the strongest. If you're more of a thinker, you know, you do that. Some people get a sense of knowing and they just know and they can't explain why they know that something is the way it is. And that's another form of receiving from spirit. Mm. This is so also fascinating to me. I think about, you know, five years ago, I wouldn't even have had this conversation. And now it's so fascinating to me because I, I feel like there's so much we don't know and that we don't even know we don't know. And so having these conversations, I feel as much of a student as I am as a, you know, leading the podcast. It's just, it's also interesting to me because it's not a realm that I have learned how to tap into, although I am very attentive to, to meditation, but I am and have been learning, you know, the importance of of our energies and the state that we're in and our ability to be intuitive or even, you know, go, go internal enough, depending on the state we're in. So like you mentioned, if we're having a bad day or, or, you know, got cut off on, on the highway, you know, we can't, we can't really receive in that place. So all really interesting to me. And I, I really actually appreciate um, you sharing all of this with me again, despite my my ignorance and and some questions that might be really really basic, but that's that's how how the learner I am at this point. I'm really at the basics of learning this, and I, I it's really very fascinating to me. I would love for you to share as we wrap up what types of things um, people would come to you with. So if somebody's listening and they're thinking, you know, this is really fascinating. I don't know if like, should I reach out to her? So what kinds of um, questions, concerns, curiosities are people reaching out to you because of, and then secondarily, how could they find you if they wanted to? Yeah, good question. Um, I usually have a lot of people that come to me that are trying to make a big change in their life. Like they're in the middle of something and they're not sure where to go next. So I work with clients who are thinking about completely changing their career path. A lot of times they're trying to get more in touch with their spiritual side and to figure out maybe how can they understand more about their chakras or meditate and and get answers. You know, how can they get in touch with their higher self or their angels? And also they might be just wanting to receive a message to see what is out there and because they're not at that level yet to understand that connection. So sometimes I'm just kind of a bridge and giving them the information to go to the next step. They also sometimes are going through grief or, you know, a healing process. And so in that case, we would be working more at that level and more at the emotional side of healing and looking at maybe even other types of techniques like Reiki energy healing and things of that nature. So it it kind of depends. It's a little bit of different things, but usually it's, you know, when they're at a point where it's kind of a crossroads and they're not sure about something and they just need clarity and 
And sometimes they need to connect with spirit and they have a loved one that they want to talk to and get information from that way as well to still feel that connection and, you know, get a sense of resolution from that. So those are usually the types of clients that I work with. And I also do work sometimes with people who want to just write in general, like write about their experiences and journal and maybe get out their first book or whatever it is that they're working on just to see if they can find a way to get out whatever it is that they're kind of their inner voice that's been hidden for a while. So it's, you know, those are basically the types of clients that I work with. And then as far as getting in touch with me, I have my website at pambarsh.com and that's Barsh with an O of course, like we mentioned. And they can also go to pambarsh.com slash seven magical steps. And that is where I have an ebook that is free that you can download. And it has a lot of information about how we can start to change these things and kind of go within ourselves and figure out where are we heading in life? You know, what can we do with our energy and our purpose and start to get on the right path? And then I also have an Instagram page at, um, at Pam Barsh and it is full of lots of tips and positive quotes and statements and, you know, little poems and things that I've put together to help people get, you know, a little bit more inspiration and also, just learn more about the spiritual topics such as angels and things about chakras and energy and things like that. Fantastic. I will include all of that in the show notes as well. Pam, thank you so much for sharing your journey and the work that you're doing and um, diving into some of those uh, 101 details with me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. A huge thank you to Pam for sharing these very unique but useful insights with us. I hope that you stayed with this episode through the end and kept an open mind and open heart. And if you did and you're to this point, amazing. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you who come each and every week and listen to these amazing guests. I am honored to bring them here and even more honored to have you all as listeners to benefit from these insights. If you have enjoyed this podcast so far, I would love for you to spend just a minute to share a review on iTunes so others can find us as well. I look forward to seeing you here again with more great guests next time.